Yo, episode 175 of the Goddamn Fools Podcast. I'm F. Swain. Eric. Bianca. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Merry Christmas, nigga. Jingle bells, nigga. <laughs> what a classic. How's your holiday? Man. It was good, man. Ain't do shit. There was a few people at the crib. I mean, I hope I hope they got their shots and all that, because uh, I'm the only nigga that's had it recently, so I ain't worried about me. I worried about the rest of them. Um, well, went to see Adrian's fan for a little while, too. I got a bunch of shit that I can't fit in my suitcase to get back to Virginia in a few days, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> bad clothes. Bad clothes. I'm not worried about, you know, my mom's bought me uh, a couple bands for the watch. Uh, Age bought me a waffle iron. How's that getting back to Alexandria? <laughs> <laughs> All the time she down there with you. <laughs> I was like, why don't you just get this shit delivered to that to where I live? Or just buy it down there and just leave it for you wrapped or something. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. So like, the house, get right? And I was like, a waffle iron. Then I, she thought about it too. We were sitting there. I was like, how are we getting this shit? Because we're, we're we're leaving on Wednesday. Today's Monday, but we're flying back at the same time. So we'll see. She said she got one more thing for me, so we'll see what else. Maybe maybe the other thing's another suitcase to lug all this shit back. Yeah, that's that sounds like what you might have to do. I'll I'll pay for your second second baggage baggage <laughs> fee. <laughs> and then when I flew up here, I upgraded my seat. Um oh, you got money. I was to, it was it was thirty dollars to upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was thirty dollars. <laughs> Every time I upgrade to like fly fly up and down the coast, I wait till the day of to see if the price goes down, and it usually does. So if you want to get like a quick, you want to have a quick little nice first class experience for your little hour flight, like I do, just wait till the day of because they try to fill those seats, so you get a nice little cheap upgrade. Now, I tried to, I was gonna fly first class when I go to Europe in a few in a few months. That shit's like thirty five hundred dollars each way. It's not happening. Oh, you don't got money, <laughs> <laughs> brokey. I am bad for those those uh kickback seats where you can just lay back, lay flats or whatever. Yeah, the business class for United is called Polaris. Like they're the lay, the seats lay flat. You got a little TV in there, and join you like in a little cubby or whatever, right? If if we were to do a round trip for two tickets, it'd be like thirteen G's, like thirteen fourteen thousand out. Sheesh. Our regular normies were eleven for both of us. How much money do you have to make to justify it? Most people that fly in those first class seats are either super rich or they travel all the time and they get miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But even then, your miles still, you're, you're talking whatever, say one flight right. in business class, thousand. first class could equal four, five, six flights. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Absolutely. still, how do you, how do you justify it? Or what people do is if they fly, if they travel for work a lot, they put all their shit in mm. and they rack up all those miles. Let the gig pay for it too. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because yeah. like I used to work for Chase and when they would send her places, you know, she just used all her, use all her, all her mileage points. And then when she wanted to go somewhere herself, she had mad miles. Um, and then she was like a payroll VP. So she flew first, she flew business class, lay flat seats, screens. They just, they know your name in first class. They actually say your name when they talk to you. They ask you want to drink. I remember, I, remember I, uh, I flew back. I was flying back to uh, flying back to Alexandria, 
and I, I I bumped my seat up, and it was the first time I had done it. So I'm sitting there. She asked me if I wanted to drink. It was at like it was like a it was like a evening flight. So I was, I was like, uh, you guys, what do you guys have? She said, oh, baby, this is first class. We have whatever you want. I said, just two <laughs> for me. I said, really? <laughs> I was like, oh, let me get a jack on the rack. She said, okay. And she punched it. You know, I said, oh shit. This is amazing. Love it. I had to smuggle this shit in from like one of the little shops if I wanted to do it in the back. Yep. Yeah, when Vernal flew to England the first time, when he like left initially from the states, um, they upgraded him to first class. He was in that shit texting me, mad confused, like the seat goes all the way back. Like, (laughs) yeah, yes, it does. (laughs) Have fun. Close the curtain. Real comfy flight for you. You, you regular niggas can't even look at these seats. Shut up and go sit down in your, your uncomfortable seat. Absolutely. Can't even go sit look. straight up for eight hours. Don't even look. Shut up and take this water for this eight-hour flight. Ugh. That's all you get. And this minced meat. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to flying to Europe and, and coach. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's a rough flight. I it might, is. I might stock up on food before I get in there. Mad snacks. You want something? Nah. Whatever, you about, whatever sloppy you finna serve me, I don't want it. Yeah, Peanuts we hit all like the restaurants and shops like early yep. stock up, stick them in a bag and call it a day because it's it's a rough fucking flight. Yo, you get your legs start to lock up, your back starts to hurt. It's just a long time to be sitting at an awkward angle. It's probably the reason <laughs> I haven't gone overseas yet. The flight is so long. Yeah. And to get to get to London is what, six, seven hours from JFK? Yeah. Yep. It's eight to get to, to Amsterdam, and it's eight to fly home from Paris. Yeah. Not looking to it. I don't even like being in a car that long. No. No. It's it's rough because and then like especially with COVID, you don't want to get up and like walk around. Yeah. Walking down the aisle. And you yeah. don't want to touch things. Like you don't want to use the bathroom unnecessarily to just stretch right. your legs. Like right. so, you're just kind of stuck. So I'm hoping I hit on one of these fan door bats for a little nice little lick. You know what I'm saying? So I <laughs> So I can lay my ass down. It ain't even working out. You know, I tried to hit some of the unders on Christmas for the NBA games because them shit stunk. And I, I missed. I, was, I wasn't happy. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll see. And I, with the way everything's going, who knows if I'll, I'll even get the fucking go. Oh, shit, yeah. I mean? Uh, so. Yeah. You said March you're going? Yep. The end of March. Beginning of April. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully shit's better then. But, yeah, I guess we'll, <laughs> I guess you'll see. Um, fuck. How was uh Grayson's Christmas? Be his first one. He it didn't probably... happen. We did nothing on Christmas. We haven't you opened op- any presents. You haven't opened. Oh, no. you haven't opened presents. No. no, because his dad had COVID, so we're waiting <laughs> for dad to get. Jeez. Oh, I didn't want him to miss his son's like first like conscious Christmas, right? Like last yeah. Christmas, he was like. A potato with eyes. Especially so, when you can fake it. Like he Grayson does not know what a calendar is, so you can just pretend. Right. And be yeah. like, Santa's coming tonight. <laughs> he will think Santa's coming. Oh, you yeah. probably don't know what Santa is, but you know yeah, what I mean. A stuffed animal with a, a white man in a beard and a hat. <laughs> it don't matter. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Just keep the tree. I mean up we have black Santa in our house, but yeah. As you should. As you mm-hmm. should. There's nothing but black black angels and Santa's in here too. We got a black nativity right. and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, my mom let him open, like, one of his toys. She she gave him a truck, a small truck. So he opened that. He really yeah. likes that. And then uh, 
his godmother got him some clothes, so he opened that. He was more interested in the box, naturally. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, one of his aunts brought over some, like, toy cars, so he opened that, and he's been playing with those. But, yeah, any anything that I got him and he's not had presents under the tree, none of that, we did nothing all day. It was just Saturday for us. So I'm very grinchy and just <laughs> old and ornery, and that's where we're at with it. I guess, yeah, you got to do what you can fucking do this fucking we're fucked basically basically i mean vernal was he was like admittedly very devastated when he got diagnosed with covid because it was literally like it kind of came down to the wire to where by the 23rd he would have been good to fly but when he called to try to move his flight, they were like, huh, the only thing we have available is January. And so mm. he just, you know, he's missing New Year's, he's missing Christmas, and he hasn't seen his kids since August. So it was it was shitty. I felt really, really bad. And I was like, Fine. Like, we'll just hold off on celebrating Christmas. I have, like, gingerbread houses that haven't been put together, a whole box of that's downstairs. Like, I got us, like, matching, you know, pajamas. That's all, you know, whatever. So... We're just waiting. Christmas will be in January. That is hilarious, yo. Sorry. Hilarious and sad at the same time. <laughs> Basically. I, I, I mean. I'm Brody. Like, we got invited to my family's house for Christmas, but with the virus being as wild as it is, I just didn't want to be in a tight space with 20 people yeah. and not knowing who got tested or who's vaxxed. Or, and I feel Probably like it doesn't even, <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like at this point, it doesn't even matter who's vaxxed because they're still getting it anyway. So it's like. Yeah. Or who got tested because it's taking three days for results to come in. So at that point, your results are obsolete. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Unless you've been staying in the house, obviously not going anywhere, wearing masks, you know, chances are you don't have it, but yeah. So instead of, you know, going and have Christmas dinner with my family, like I usually do, I was just in the house with my kids. So. Oh yeah. I stopped, I stopped by my parents after they had dinner or I tried to stop by after they had dinner, of course, to drop off gifts and stuff. But of course, you know, I get there almost two hours after they were supposed to have dinner and they're just standing up making their plates. So I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll uh, hang, hang for a little bit. So I ended up staying like an hour with my mask, only one mask would, uh, but not, I didn't bring, you know, I didn't bring Riley cause I don't want her exposed to anything. And she can't wear masks. So, exactly. right. So, but she, she enjoyed her Christmas. We had a, I mean, we had, it was the four of us because EJ still hasn't been in the clear, but I'm sure he's not negative. I mean, I'm sure he's not positive, but like I said, with these uh, turnarounds for testing three, you know, two and a half, three days it's taken to get results. Right. So it put us past that window to where we weren't able to get another test. So that sucked, but what are we going to do? Nothing, Nothing to do. All right, guys, let's get into it. <laughs> Here we go. It's arguing time. Insecure finale was last night. Um, it, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Fast forward, if you don't want to hear this, to the part where we're talking about uh, All the COVID. Shit. All the sad shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Lawrence Hive won. Lawrence sweet. Hive won. Sweet, sweet victory. Came I back down like... 3-0. Yeah, yes, he did. He did. Um, I feel like a lot of the ladies really wanted Issa to choose herself. But I think when you look at the collective of the show, it was always inevitable that they were going to make their way back to each other. Riley throwing shit upstairs. You get get real lonely when you choose yourself. (laughs) Well... Not always. I mean, I think there have been definitely times where I've had options that just weren't great and been like, I enjoy being single. That's way more fun, (laughs) right? Like way more fun than dealing with either one of your shit. Um, But I think that I think their space was needed. You see them both evolve into fully formed versions of themselves that they just weren't able to attain together before. But how do we know that they wouldn't have got here had they stuck it out? Granted, there was a lot of shit in there that it was hard to stick out, but it's kind of all Issa's fault, if we're being honest. It's kind of Issa's fault. Everyone talk about Issa needs to choose her. She's the one who played Lawrence to begin with. Let's not forget that. But Lawrence was not a good partner. He wasn't. He Like, yes, she was unfaithful, and I don't excuse that. But Lawrence oh, was not a good boyfriend. I, Anything no. that comes before the butt <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> that Okay, so let me rephrase because you're absolutely correct. Yes, Issa was unfaithful. Lawrence also was un. <laughs> Lawrence was also unfaithful to the parameters of the relationship in that he wasn't pulling his own weight either. You know what I mean? He was almost like emotionally disconnected from her, but it was because he was emotionally disconnected from himself. Like you can almost look at the trajectory. If Issa hadn't cheated on him, that would not have been the way that he went to be, to become that successful. It became a catalyst for him. He needed that energy to get off his ass and, and fully develop himself because, because she, she was a clutch for him. She was. She was the crutch for him. Yo, he I appreciate that he, doing nothing. And they're talking about he knocked off. He knocked off. He knocked off uh, Tasha. Good for him. But I, I, I think the bolder choice would have been for them not to end up together. You could see that they were going to end up together from a mile fucking away. Yeah, that yeah. this was yeah. going to be. I think the bolder choice, the more interesting choice for the show, would have been for to go the other way, just because you wouldn't have expected it. It's always interesting when. You know, the twist comes and you don't see it coming. There was no twist with this. This was like a bullet train going to its destination, 300 miles an hour. This was going to happen. I mean, they, they threw some monkey wrenches along the way. He had a kid. They kind of broke up. He tried to be a family. They weren't compatible enough to be together. They put them together at the end, I guess. But I always thought the best relationship in the show was her and Molly. Think yeah. That, that was always the best relationship in the show. So for them to end, have them have and on good terms to be happy was good. I think she had the best arc in the show too. I was she just going to say that an unbearable person to be around. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was difficult to watch at times. She was unbearable. Yeah. To finding someone that she never would have expected to like, to like, she finds love that way. You know, with a guy who was just always himself. 
if he was no matter if he was on edibles, just blurting out random shit out of body, <laughs> or just being himself. Like he was just him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. she, I like that. When she introduced him to Dro, and he's like, "Yeah, we hooked up a few times. We were friends as a kid." But he's like, "Oh, bet." Yeah, that- <laughs> True. Whatever it is. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, bro. Meanwhile, right. Lawrence and fucking uh, Nate on the other side talking about barbecue. Let them scrap. Don't scrap it out. You know what I'm saying? But you left barbecue in Houston. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they both corny, if you ask me. But mad corny. <laughs> Matt, the most passive aggressive standoff ever. Just fight, or don't say anything at all. This, you know, analogizing. Uh, L.A. barbecue to Houston barbecue, and you left Houston behind us. <laughs> Punch the nigga, okay. Jesus, just fight. I mean, I can, I can, I guess, appreciate the the like boneless, mild tenacity, but it was it was boring. It was dull. Like, yeah. go at it. Yeah, um, they almost did. Yeah, yeah. I, I he think was, he was gonna fight a real crazy person. Lawrence, Lawrence is a wild nigga yeah, for that. No. I think in the in the previous season, I want to say in season four, is when I realized that they were always building for them to work their way back to each other. Because we don't see Issa be her full self with anybody else. Yeah. Even with Nathan, she never got there. Like, she's this really awkward black girl, and that's her, yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's her claim to herself. And... While I think Nathan, Nathan did love her, I don't think he got her. Like, Lawrence just kind of instinctually understands her. Yeah, too awkward. Too awkward people. Right. Uh, and, and too you, many girls like can't. Lawrence to be awkward, for him to be that awkward. Way too many. He ain't yes. figured it out yet. He ain't figured yes. it out. That's why he went that white yes. woman. As, as was mentioned on, on the timeline last night. Absolutely. Wait, wait, Somebody wait. said he's with a Jalen maker. Yeah, Somebody tweeted. Now he can start. He can start showing his white wife again. Now insecure is over. Mad funny. He's like never posted her on his Instagram. Oh, he so even didn't about it. She's Serbian. She's pretty. She's Serbian, so she's like oh, spicy. I, I don't doubt she ain't fine. She's, uh, she's from the Eastern Bloc. She's seen. She's seen things. She's from Serbia. She's seen things. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's she, like being Russian. It's like real. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but they met, she's an actress too. And I think they met like seven years ago or something like that. They've been together a long time. I uh, came up the first time. People were upset. Yeah. What a white bitch. I mean, yeah, yeah, he is. It's just TV kids. It's all right. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I think, I think she was not able to be her full self with anybody but Lawrence. He just got her. Mm. And I think it was the same for him, where at that point, after all that work that they had done on, on themselves to fulfill other needs, you know, the other hierarchical needs in their lives, yep. you cannot recreate, like, that kind of chemistry with a person. Yes, you can find somebody who will treat you well. Yes, you can find somebody who's a good person. But the connection that's there between them, they could not recreate with anybody else. Yeah, so ladies, I know y'all got, you know, a man in your life that ain't really working out for whatever reason, but uh, it's your soulmate, so give him a call, you know? Who cares how many times he cheated on you? You know, like, shit happens, you know? I just want y'all to be happy at the end of the day. Listen, don't follow this this trajectory for a relationship because it's it's a low percentage. Relationship goals. 
Nah. I'm just glad get it worked cheated out. cheated on, do a little fucking around, get back together, break up, have a side baby, and then get back together and be stepmom? It could have just been that. He could have been a loser who understood her. Little John that, made her ill cake. Where else was she going to get that cake from? Hey, man, listen. And not to mention, Nathan was also poor. Like, when he asked her, why do we need two bedrooms, I almost fell off my bed. <laughs> I was like, that is a very... <laughs> Like poor person mindset. Why do how we need stressful to be if your soulmate's a loser? How, how stressful is that? Because God be having jokes. What if your soulmate was a loser? <laughs> your life would be awful, my nigga. Nobody gets me like this person, but you're a loser. <laughs> I want to jump off a bridge. Ooh, ooh I'd want to jump off a bridge. Don't listen to Eric. Don't listen to Bianca. Listen to me. All right. Chances are the other nigga gonna cheat on you anyway. So just just give it your soul. Okay. Uh, I got it. <laughs> whatever makes you whatever helps you. I don't even know what it is you're recommending. I, I think I, I think I've heard you say it twice and I still don't understand what it is you're you're encouraging people to do, but it sounds bad. Get back with the ex that they love and they have that chemistry with, but he he slipped up a few times. That's all that's all I'm saying. No, no. No, that's not the same. That's not. That's not the same. That's not a soulmate, though. No, no, no. It's not. They the same. mates I'll, right I'll here in the soul. Because what it's if not the same? Up? Because because who we're talking to, the collection of people who could possibly be listening to this, your soulmate is probably also broke, and so that is why it's not the same. So what's more Did he important? level up? Did he change his life? Did he go and get a good paying job like Lawrence? Probably not. So don't take his cheating so ass. So you don't stay with not your soulmate unless they make it. a lot of money. Well, you're that you, that's, you're is that the advice you give? Have you that. seen the price of things right now? You want you want to be with a soulmate to make thirty thousand dollars? That's not it's even going to cover the car though. for the year. <laughs> it's not. But it's in your soul. Okay. So, so you're going to be, be with somebody that that you, you don't, be on the street that you don't like, like that much? Like you, They are right, but you, you want this other... So what's going to end up happening? They're just going to go... Well, they, what, they just ignore their soul? Yeah, you better go cheat with a roof over your head. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> So that's that's your advice. It's real in the field out here, baby. It's the fuck the soulmate while you living with, hey, the, with the with the new. I'm the rest of you. I'm happy. I'm happy in my relationship, so I'm not worried about this. Shit. Listen, listen, listen. The average price of a two bedroom apartment in Connecticut is twelve hundred and thirty one dollars right that's now it? per month. That's cheap, nigga. I pay much more than that for my that's one cheap. bedroom. Y'all could both afford down a combined sixty k a year. Who's making 60K a year? I said combined. Combined 60K? Oof. Oof. Yikes. I'm using that because Bianca said $30,000. That's Oof. that's what I'm Oof. going off of. So I'm just saying both of them are making 30000 combined. Eric said $30,000. Oh, somebody said, I heard $30,000. I don't You're know who said I don't know if it was. Please stop. You are stressing me out. Stop it. Right now. Listen, listen. Jesus. You could afford to live in Connecticut if that's the average. His break with your soulmate and you got a room. Take up all that thirty thousand dollars, okay? That's a fact. That's a fact. That's it. You said what? The daycare alone. The break baby's daycare is going to cost more than thirty k. Okay, that's it. We're done here. Yeah, but the break baby got a mother too. So now we got three parents. Does the mother have money? Because I'd be in a relationship with her before I would be with the break baby. You know what's littered than two parents having three. 
Is she married? She might. He might have four parents. Yo, what would do you do with four parents, have bro? Funny what, because I'm into the thruple idea. What would you do with four parents? <laughs> Could I have it's a triad. The two I had. If you have to look for a triad, who, who could be the third? Do you make a lot of money? <laughs> that yo, that might be where society is going. Yo, they might legalize. I'll tell you where society is going. Women who don't want to deal with men's shit are buying homes together with other women and living in those homes because nobody can afford to live on their own unless they make over 100K. I'll be real with you. Make over 100K is still rough. I mean, I'm good, but like, it's not fun. Every, everything comes to your name every month. It's just your name. It's stressful. It is. Yeah. There's no like, there's no like, that's yours. There's yours. No, no. Every bill that comes to my house is Eric Ellis on it. And they it's want their money every month. And, and that's every why month. if you have your soulmate, that's more income. How much more though? It don't matter. It's more. Uh, it's For no, the no, it's same gonna have to be place. a lot more. It matters. It's gonna have to be a lot more. It don't matter. Thirty thousand more. Thirty thousand more. Eric. What's that paying for? Andrew? You love her though. I like that's shit in your that soul. Pain. I like shit though. In your soul, because that's your soulmate. I like to eat. You know, you know what the price of food is right now. I like Nike and Polo. I like shit. It should cost money, baby. You go to Target like I do. <laughs> you wash Target clothes. Wait, twice am I the Nathan in my relationship? Might be. You might be. <laughs> you might be. Ask your wife. Get her down here. Get her down here. She, is she working today? Let's let's ask her. Kayla. Uh, she didn't answer. <laughs> like, just for the relationship help alone, the idea of not having two bedrooms for two adults is like, where am I going to go when I don't want to fucking look at you anymore? Because eventually I'm going to not want to fucking look at you. Issa spent all that time in the bathroom rapping to herself. That's where she can go. No, I did like the ending. I like how they ended. You brought up the mirror thing. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Like that she's like not insecure anymore. Yeah, huh? Yep. Huh? yeah, yeah. Yes. She, Nobody's she, yeah. talking to her. She's not talking to herself in the mirror anymore. I liked how they ended. I liked them. Issa the out the mirror and Issa in the mirror with the same person. Exactly. I didn't like that they alluded to the fact that there's a ring on Issa's ring finger because there's a ring on the other ring finger too. No, right. there's a ring. She was engaged. And then when she got on the phone with Molly... She said, "Is it?" And Molly was like, "She said her husband was all over." She's like, "Is this what I have to look forward to?" Issa's one hundred percent. Issa and Lawrence are one hundred percent engaged. I'd rather them explicitly state it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, didn't it was just it, because yeah. again, she had rings on both her ring fingers, so like both. So when you see her in, in both directions, and one kind of looks like an engagement ring, but they don't ever like but zoom in on it. Do you put a ring on that finger if it ain't that ring? I mean, single people do. Single people are weird. So are married people. Nah, they had a house. They had a whole house together. What does that mean? Especially in LA, yeah, she had where a ring they were continue to I'm live separately. That... Have you seen I'm the Have you seen the home prices? They had a there? whole house together, and she had a ring nice on her finger. It was nice. And what she said to Molly, I think Lawrence it's basic math. I know you're not good with math, B, but it's basic math. They are engaged to get married. But see, you're 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 making inferences. You're, you're getting there. I'm saying, I think B saying the same thing. I wanted them to say it. We are engaged. 
after that, all yeah. these seasons and all the shit they've put me through, <laughs> I needed them to say it. Okay. So wait, so y'all okay? Y'all okay with them not saying that Issa and the mayor is the same person outside the mayor? But you need them to say this. That was much more. That was much more obvious, though. The, and then, it's literally her talking to her, nigga. Exactly. And then the mirror is empty at the end. That's very obvious. That's easy. Do you want you? To you need them to tell you that what's her name was pregnant again, Tiffany. You need them to tell you that. That's visual though, dude. Like you can see when somebody. She pregnant. had a ring on her finger. That could mean anything. That, that could have been a price ring. It could have been anything. She could have bought it herself. Could have bought it herself. She got money now. Now, when I saw the kitchen though, Big Island. Yo. Island range. I'm out, bro. I'm out of Connecticut. I'm out. I'm out. I'm leaving this fucking place. I'm out. I'm going to Texas. Fuck it. I'm going to Texas. Fuck it. You're going to Texas. I'm out. Fuck this. You sure about that? After everything Texas has shown us in the last two years, that's where you want to go. I'm in that house by myself, not seeing nobody anywhere. I might as well have a bigger house. I'd rather have, I might as well have that island. <laughs> I think I can go to outskirts of Dallas and everything. Do you even cook? <laughs> Nigga want an island in a kitchen for, for his wife to cook on. Mm-hmm. Yo. After she done work 12-hour days, she gonna come home and cook on her big-ass kitchen. And, and and have to deal with the fact she lives in Texas. Yeah, that too. You're really calling me fucking Nathan right now. To saying I'm from Houston and shit. <laughs> Damn, the, I can't cook I, I up no barbecue in, in that kitchen. I, I said you're gonna live in Dallas. I say he was gonna live in Houston. <laughs> Yo, nah, it's funny because I look. My job actually has an office right outside of Houston. <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But legacy-wise, what do you think the legacy of the show as a whole is? It shot did you guys beautifully. watch the documentary before? We I haven't yet. I'm gonna watch it after I, after I finish working. Tonight. I did. It, it, it's I a, loved the documentary. It shot beautifully. The cinematography is, you know, just showing the local, you know, LA scene or yes, outskirts of LA, whatever you want to call it, like the LA that we don't usually see. Yeah, right. they all lived in Inglewood, right? I think so. They were Inglewood, not LA. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. So just being able to see that, you know, obviously show full of black people, mostly black yeah. people. I don't I I can't recall a white character that stands out. Nope. Anybody? No. Crickets. Oh, the white girl from We Got You. That's about it though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know her name. So the white girl from We Got You ain't really doing it either. <laughs> we True. got y'all. It's we got y'all. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um Seeing, watching the documentary and seeing behind the scenes of how how much of the cast is black. Yeah. Like just me working in that industry, not, f- yeah, working in television, just me. It, mm. it was, it, you know, it was great. I, I would love to be behind the scenes and be with, you know, my people like that. Mm. Yeah. And so it was just seeing that. I'm like, damn, I was a little touched by that. Like, damn, I would love to fucking. And that's, you know, that maybe that's part of the reason why I want to always wanted to move to Southern California and get there and and just be closer to and have opportunities. Close to like the that. industry. Yeah. Close to the industry. Yeah. 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 Which I don't know. You know, you make these Texas jokes. I don't know what the fuck's cost of living in California is just fucking. OD. OD. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so seeing that, uh, the cultural impact it had where we're talking about it every week. So it may not have been the greatest written show, which I don't think, you know, I don't even think it's up there for that, but 
the we argue about this shit all the time. This podcast alone, how many episodes have we spent arguing about what happened on Insecure? Most of them. Absolutely. Most of them. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And it, it was only five seasons that spanned probably over what six years. Yeah. Yeah. Something. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Where it stands, like among the greatest shows ever, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that. But I think, I think we'll always remember this show. I think it's I think in a category a of, of its own. Sorry. Yeah. I think that's the legacy of the show itself is the cultural impact. Yeah. The show itself, from a technical perspective, maybe not. Um, it's hard to have you know be a great show that people talk about forever. A half hour sitcom. Yeah, yeah. There's only a couple you talk about like that, Martin. Maybe a Fresh Prince for family shit, mm-hmm. right? Maybe some of the other ones from the '90s that we yeah, have. All the all the '90s shits, like right it's now, a, it's that's more nostalgia than anything else. They're not. It's not like expertly written or anything like that. They were funny, and you saw black people on TV mm-hmm. in the '90s. It's yeah. different than it being a greatly executed TV show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And right. I think that's where the the legacy lays. There's already insecure variants on stars, Amazon. That. Try to do the same thing, just in a different place. I've seen some trailers, and I wasn't really right. like, yeah. Oh. And, you know, they're both, and funnily enough, I read about both of them. They're both based in Harlem. Four young black women. It's very living single, sex in the city girlfriends kind of thing. Mm. But I think yep. the dope part about Insecure is it showed black L.A. Not the glitzy Hollywood Hills, Hidden Hills yeah. stuff. Right. Hollywood, South L.A., that kind of thing. I think that's more important than if the show is expertly written because it gave people a look at, okay, we can do this too. You know, there's going to be another young black girl who thinks she can make her own show. Saw Issa Rae's blueprint and says, okay, I'm going to make this show. I'm going to make it as black as I can. Yeah. Show regular shit, regular people shit. Not everybody's a high powered attorney. Never, not everybody's a doctor. Some of us are just trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. I, th- I think, too, like when we when we talk about the cultural impact, I think what we're saying is that we all saw ourselves and our friends and our families in these characters. Yeah. Like you see these characters and, and their behavior and their mannerisms and their language use and their music choices and their social outings and their... Um, work experiences and their relationship connections. That's how we relate to each other. That's how we live in real life. Like in the documentary, um, Lawrence's, uh, Lawrence was talking about, you know, Jay Rellis was talking about like how, um, how, how a white interviewer had asked him like, you know, the sex scenes in the show are so graphic. Is that how black people do it? Yeah, right? Yeah. And and I I, I had to sit with that for a second because I was like, well, yeah. Like, I didn't think the sex scenes were graphic because that just looked like real life to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, ooh, you sound, I'm like, ooh, you sound boring. I, yeah. right? I don't know how white people do it, so I don't I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> boring, I don't know. Facts. I get so, I just thought. But again, it, it, it speaks to the language that we all speak and instinctively understand. It, it, it's like the idea of AAVE, right? But in in real time, in, in real ways, like 
it, it brought black language into a whole different spectrum. Like, because if you're not in black culture, if you're not immersed in black culture, then you didn't speak that language. You would have watched Insecure and, and not gotten some of those jokes, not understood why they spoke the way they spoke to each other or how, you know, they could walk away from a certain conversation and, and have some sort of understanding or whatever. Like it was, it was intricate, but just, like how we relate on this podcast every day. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting too. Um, even the stuff about them being in college and all that, how they met in college. And of course, they were the only black kids that they probably talked to after college. It's not an experience I had. I went to HBCU. They went to Stanford, so it's a little different. But even down to the paraphernalia they used when all the AKAs got mad, all that stuff is real life for black people. Yeah. From and you show up people from all different walks of life. Um, you know, smart kids, the niggas that pledge, which I also found funny too. I saw an AKA talk about it last night. Molly's um, supposed to be AKA, but her her, her bridesmaids were in red. They're going to be upset about that too. Let's give that a few days. Somebody complain about that too. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. If you are an AKA, they were picking green. Deltas were okay. red. Yeah. They're, they're, just, you know, they're just out there throwing their sets up. That's all. She was out there false flagging. Colors was wrong. Sure. There's out there false flagging, baby. You can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, I think that that's really the impact. Is like, you know, I think sometimes for Black people, we can pinpoint in in media and art when's the first time we felt ourselves reflected back in things. Um, And this is kind of that cultural shift for our generation as like thirty something, twenty something people, like to see 30 and 20 something year old people living how we live, right? In an imperfect situation, right? Um, in imperfect relationships that seem very realistic, in friendships that, that are struggling in the next version of life, right? It's really easy to be friends in college when you're around your friends all the time. They're all within the same vicinity. It's really easy to be friends before anybody has children, before anybody gets married, before anybody has careers. As you get older, things get more complicated. Um, Those bonds get more important than ever because you need them more, but it's harder to maintain. So you see that. Um, I think there's just a lot of levels there to unpack. And and even in this show, you've seen them in that episode where... Was it someone's birthday when they were all like, when they were supposed to go out, but they didn't? Was that someone's birthday? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, one of ended up staying in. Okay. Yeah. But I think so. I, I believe it was that episode they talked about how they're going to be there for each other's birthdays when, or maybe it was when what's her name was leaving. I, I don't, yes. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, when or maybe it was, um, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, they said, yeah, we're going to be each, see each other at least four times a year. We're going to be there for each other's birthdays. And as they're going through these birthdays in the last episode, they were all there for each other's first birthday after they said that, but slowly stopped. Someone wasn't there or they all weren't there as birthdays went on after that. You got the kids involved, you're getting married, you got all of that. Now they're just calling right. each other up. Happy birthday. You know, so my, my that, that just shows. Greece. Yeah, Lit. yeah, yeah. Lit. Couldn't, even go, couldn't even see a homegrown birthday. She was busy honeymooning. Hey, that's life. Right. You got to get lit on your honeymoon. Nah, I but, don't think that was her honeymoon. When they were in Greece, I think more I time passed. No, I think more time passed. Oh, more passed. time passed than that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think more time passed and they just happened, happened to be on vacation. I mean, I, it could have been an anniversary. I don't We don't, they didn't really right. stamp, time stamp anything. But only a year. Only, the only time stamp they had was a year later. Yeah, like yeah. So, yeah, yeah. After they went through a year of birthdays, 
then they said another year later. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like three years went by in this episode, yeah. three, four years. Like that's, that's the vibe I kind of got from it. Even mm. possibly even more. I mean, shit, you've seen how big, what's Lawrence's kid I was going to say, yeah, Lawrence's like, son. Yeah. By, by the look of his five. age. He yeah. looks like he's in kindergarten or about to be in kindergarten. Yeah. Like yeah. Preschool or kindergarten. So, yeah. I think that's real shit, though, because before you get married, before you have children, your your friends are your main priority. And we yeah. see that in the show. You don't got They're the primary relations. Yeah. yeah, yeah your yeah. friends are your priority. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're married, if you don't have any kids yet. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. just hanging out. I've, I've, like, I've, I've never not had, had a kid, so, so I don't know. But... None of us really have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you'll experience it like in reverse. Get early start, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, no. Um, it, yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard to it's hard to maintain friendships. It's something I don't know. I haven't encountered it a little bit, but not too much. Especially moving. None of only two, only two of us down that way have kids, and one of them pregnant as of now. So that's going to be new. Um. So it's a little different when everybody's kind of on the same tip, even if yeah. some, of us, some of us aren't. But if, if it's just us, all you got is work or other. Yeah. So you still got time to do whatever you want to do. So it's, it's a lot different than once the kids come in, then it's like, okay. Yeah. Or it's totally shift. Yeah. Because any time that you used to have to do whatever you want to do is now time to it's gone. rest. Because <laughs> I don't want to do anything. When I have free time, I wanted to do everything before. Now I have free time, I don't want to do anything because I'm just trying to get all the, all the way now. So far and few in between. I'm gonna be an old parent out here. You know what I'm saying, but I don't. I don't. I've lived a life. <laughs> Stamps in the passport. You know what I'm saying. Been up and down the road. Once if you settle down, I'll be all right. I'll be. I'll be a kindergarten with gray hair. They're like, oh, you don't worry about that. I lived a life, my nigga. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No, I, I feel that way. And and now I think, you know, in a in a post pandemic world, I always envisioned like traveling with my kid. Like I want to take him places and introduce him to stuff. And now I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. Like I'm kind of yeah. like, is it safe? Do we only take car trips? <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I think it just the pandemic adds another layer of how do I maintain my relationships? Yeah. 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 And yeah. For someone like me, who is antisocial, I I I have no idea how I'm gonna come out of this pandemic with like a lot of relationships. Like, if it wasn't for this fucking podcast, I don't know where the fuck we'd be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> like it's I hard. Just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I, no, I get it. Like, if you're used to being around the people that you're closest to a lot, this is a lot to deal with. Um, I had a bit of a, a a leg up with having friends that live in different places that I see often. Yeah. So this was this was hard, but it it wasn't something that was totally foreign. Like now, I see you know I see I see them pretty often because we all live within like 15 minutes of each other. Yeah. So see them at the gym, maybe get up for a happy hour or something, maybe go watch a game or something, but. It's different when you have kids because you got other things to worry about. Like if for the five or six of us, it don't matter because it's just us. We yeah. get sick, we go get our ass in the house, not be around nobody, not worry about getting somebody maybe who's immunocompromised or a little one sick. But it's just us, so it's easier to be selfish. We don't have other things to worry about. Like y'all, 
you got little ones. You can't be running, ripping a runner around the fucking world. Yeah, because shit shut down. I had, a, like, literally everything in my life has changed. I had a whole different job. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not even seeing my coworkers that work my coworkers when shit shut down because I don't do that <laughs> job anymore. Right. <laughs> I, totally so the people, now. the relationships I did have, even if they were just like, you know, associates slash coworkers, whatever you want to call them, people that you form bonds with, bonds with, because yeah, so people talk to on a regular basis. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not even there anymore. Don't even do that, right? And then my new coworkers, I talk to Skype, you know, I mean Zoom calls and shit like that. But we haven't worked together to build any type of right to have any kind of rapport. Re- yeah, any type of relationship, yeah. really. Yeah. Like, so it, it's it, it's it's hard. And then you know, at a, at a baby, at me seeing my wife. Be barely seeing my wife. Me seeing my wife two days a week before to. That's the only person I see, mm-hmm. with the, along with the kids, and not seeing my son as much as I would like to because of COVID. And he'd rather, which I get. First, I'm, I'm not faulting him at all, but you know he'd rather be out and about and live, whatever. Which I don't. He's like, a teenager. Yeah, he's a teenager. He's like, oh, you out here with no yeah. mask on, kid. Like, I at least wear a mask. Can you do that? And he still don't do it. And it's just, it's like, all right, then I got to make fucking terrible. Not terrible decisions, but I have to make hard yeah, decisions. Be, it's difficult. Hard decisions. And... Right, because you want to see him, but like you can't risk everybody that's in that house. Yeah. Because yeah. some shit he don't want to do. Yeah. That's not fair for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just like, it's going to be hard, man. And we don't know when the shit is. We yeah, don't know when no, the shit is. There's, no, there's no normal in sight, right? Like, there's no, no. there's no return to what it used to be. Yeah. So what does us moving forward look like? What, what do we get back to social interactions? What do we get back to living life in a way that's a little more bearable? There's no tell. No fucking idea. And we, live, and we live in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, right. So when shit does go back, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere. New York, like everybody I mean, else in Connecticut, do. Drag I mean, in a in in like a non-pandemic world, right? Me being back here, which I probably wouldn't be if we weren't in the pandemic, yeah, but yeah. like. I would come over, our kids would play, we could have drinks, you know, hang out, me, you, Kayla, whatever. My husband's not here. That's that's strange, right? We're right. we're separated by a whole continent to yep. manage our family needs in the pandemic, right? Because I think my son being here is serving him better than being there. Right. But it's the same, you know, you you talk about like your life being completely different. My life is completely different, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Yep. At the top of the pandemic, I moved out of the country. I was pregnant. I had just graduated with my master's. I had no job. I had no school. I had no nothing. I moved to a country that shut down. I knew no one. I saw my husband never. And I was pregnant and alone, right? Like, now I have two jobs who I've never met the people in person and probably won't for a very long time. Um, I'm back in Connecticut. I haven't seen my husband in, in almost six months. <laughs> Like, we're we're getting there, right? August to, to January is like yeah. what six months? Your math, your math just be mathing sometimes. But five yeah, I'll, I'll let you rock. It's five. Four, Don't worry about it. it's five. Four, yeah. five, four-ish, yeah, four-ish, it's four-ish, four. It's a long time. How about that? It's four, a while. It'll be like four. Yeah. You left like end of August, like early September, right? Like, what should be a technical man? It's been a long time, nigga. <laughs> so you know, like he hasn't seen his kid. He, he you know, like there's. It's a it's a weird time, right? Like I, I start this new job on the sixth and it's gonna be virtual, so I'll be working from home. Um she's like, you know, I'm gonna be starting like kind of part time and then working my way up to full time. And um she's like, you know, you can come in, into the office whenever you want, even if it's just once a week. But 
realistically, am I going to do that? Probably not anytime soon. Yeah, I never did. Yeah, let's see. Since the pandemic started, two jobs, left the state, new relationship. Never seen any of my coworkers at both either job I've had. Like I've been, I went to the inside office and one one twice, and I'll never go step inside the foot of this one. It's all the way in Reston. It's like going to Dallas airport. It's not happening. And our corporate issues in Denver. So unless they fly me to Denver, I'll never be none of them niggas. Yeah. So it's tough like, to try to grow and evolve in a world where they try to put press the pause on everything. Time don't stop. You still gotta you still gotta keep pushing. Even if they, they there's no way to pause it. Like you have to keep going. Like the world has to still spin. We still have to make money. We still have to maintain the relationships we have. We have to build some new ones if that's what it comes to. Be it new relationship having children like two of you did you got to build those relationships they're brand new yeah. like you, them little people just got it you gotta right. learn them they gotta learn you it's a lot yeah man and we all just trying to figure it out all together because who knows it, what's gonna happen next right and that doesn't even like touch upon the the normal like transitions of life that the show like highlighted so well like we're still going through all the things that people in insecure were going through mm-hmm. we're just doing that while also being in a worldwide pandemic and very isolated yeah. from people who we actually like and love yeah. Yeah. so it, it's it's like time is passing and we're aging and we're not really living, but we are still very much living. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird experience. And I don't know, I, I uh, to kind of bring it full circle, I guess I really appreciate Insecure for the fact that it it felt like it could be happening in my, you know, in my neighborhood on the, on the next street over. Like yeah. I, I, I resonated with so many of those experiences from so many of the conversations, from so much of the camaraderie, like, and I think it made me, in, in this day and age, like I miss that, right? I live maybe 10 minutes from two of my like closest friends, you and, and Liz are right down the street, right? Like you're in the, almost in the same neighborhood, the two of you, and I never see you guys. Yeah. That's why I like right? where when you started off talking about like insecure and how we, you know, we, we, those are our lives and we live like, and I'm like, used, I'm thinking to myself, like it used to be because of this damn pandemic, because I don't, we don't, everything changed, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Changed in a hurry too, didn't it? Without even knowing it was gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. What, what, what do we do, yo? These last two years Nothing. have just been like hard. Yeah. If you want to uh, at least take that's... it remotely serious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, people are out here living like everything's normal. And I don't know if it's. Bianca, in your therapist brain, is that like some type of like coping? A way to cope is to act like things aren't happening and act like things yeah. are normal. Like what? Is, what do you think? Called is going avoidance. On? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, I guess no. I, I wouldn't. Some of it is yes, avoidance, and I think some of it is just survival, right? Like leaning into the the full like negativity of what reality is right now is just a lot to bear on top of everything else. Like, I think if it was maybe just the issue of pandemic, we could probably learn to navigate that differently. But then you also have like the situation of like super low wages and, um, 
super high pricing for everything and the housing market pricing people out and people struggling to get jobs that are going to pay them enough to have proper housing and like get a car and feed their kids, right? Or themselves. Um, and so I think all of that mixed with um, everything else culturally that, that Americans are dealing with. And I'm just speaking about us because our country seems to be pretty much on the verge of collapse. Um, I think what we're witnessing at this point is is the the collapse of an empire. I don't know if you can even call it an empire, but I think this is, we're certainly on a downtick. Um, everything at this point seems to be falling apart. I mean, you have a country where people are not having children anymore because they can't afford to. They're living at home with their parents until well past their 30s because they can't afford to move out. Um, and so at some point, the the levy is going to burst because we just were in such a bad way. Um, and I think that people are numb. They are using defense mechanisms to deal. So they are voiding. They are... Um, trying to desensitize themselves as much as possible from everything to try to navigate it all. Because if you sit and you're, and you're actually like a conscious participator in what is happening all around us, it's devastating. And, and you cannot maintain um, a happy or content demeanor when you're aware all the time of what is actually happening around us. It's just impossible. Makes sense. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing to add. I'm just, I'm just mm. existing at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I don't know for sure. Um, where what the future looks like? Eh, Fall of an empire. We definitely were that uh, world's sole superpower until the rise of China for the last probably probably since the end of World War Two. So you're talking the you're talking the 1940s, um, where we were the world's like only superpower from an economic standpoint. Culturally, I think the world still follows the U.S., which is a bit of a problem. Um, our biggest export right now is culture instead of other things that it should be. You get dollars to be backed by gold, now it's backed by credit. Money is you know a, a concept. Nothing really backs it except the stock market and our credit rating, which yeah, is just okay at the moment. You know. Ain't still old China mad bread. You don't want to owe the people that are like trying to take your spot mad paper, but you know, that's kind of the spot you're in these days. Uh, you know, it's easier to be the world superpower when you just tell people what to do and they listen. Nobody listens to the, to the government here. Like, mm-hmm. the niggas China. Because somebody will come to your door and make you fucking listen. Mm-hmm. And that don't happen here. Um, so we'll see. But I think with the unwillingness to come to an agreement on how to help people, you get the shit that's happening now. You know, you can't really blame the government for inflation because they don't control the market. Not not the way they should in any way. Um, you know, they let companies do whatever the fuck they want. Right. And, and you know, a rise in cost and goods, they fix the supply chain issue temporarily. They put a Band-Aid on it instead of fixing it. So we'll see. What's that, keeping it open 24-7? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. How sustainable is that? Like, you're keeping your ports open 24-7. <laughs> it's, and it's, not giving people, like, it's not. a break. Especially right, in exactly. a pandemic when people are yeah. testing positive for COVID and have to sit 
And then you, and because you got to send them home because you don't yeah. want them spreading shit around. And it's probably too late at that point. But 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 their uh, <laughs> their reaction to that is like, you know what? Why don't we uh, shorten the isolation well, period? <laughs> Oh, they just did that in England. So I, I just got yeah. the phone with Vernal before I came on here, and he said they shortened the isolation period from 10 days to seven. And I was like, how does that make sense when you can still be contagious and positive on day 10? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, oh no, they're trying to fucking do, especially for, I've seen for health, some healthcare workers, they're trying to shorten it from seven to five. Test positive Monday. Yeah. Take, take your ass back to work by Friday. How how can this shit ever end if that's what you're doing? You're more concerned about money than because health. And that's capitalism. just what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more more concerned with wealth than health. And that's, that's where we're at. I also think the hope is, as the variants keep coming, that they get less severe. Sure. As, is that how it as, works? I don't know. I, well, that's what their hope is, probably. Because <laughs> you're going to reduce the window for isolation so. as the numbers spike. So, it's not a great idea. It ain't smart. That just tells you how how high the numbers are spiking and how many people have it that they're like, yo, it's either we shut down again or shorten the window. Shorten the, shorten the window. <laughs> shorten the window or shut it or shut shit down. I hope we'll shorten the window. Take your ass back to work. Uh but it's funny because uh they lifted the travel ban on southern African nations, including South Africa. So you can you can travel back then now if you want. Um I I think they put up travelers for some other other nations too. I can't. Be, uh, I don't remember which ones. I haven't looked at it uh, today, but they're trying to. You can't. You're not stopping people from traveling, uh, going up and going out of the country, going up and down the road. You're not going to compensate people for staying home again. That's that's not happening. So what's the alternative? This just let it happen. <laughs> See who who makes it on the other side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's see what happens. You saw um, you saw Joe. Uh, he he walked it. He walked back that uh that student loan shit too. Sure did. A few months. May. Yeah. He, 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 gave, he gave us extra ninety days. But I saw something too. If student loans have been on pause for what? Uh, by May it'll be almost yeah, twenty one. Twenty one months. Twenty two months around there. Yeah. Almost twenty four full months. If you can put it on pause and not fall apart, you can get rid of it too. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see someone tweet. Anytime you could go twenty one months without. Having something, you don't need it. It's true, though. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll see. Um, I don't know what goes, what happens. Listen, Biden can't even get the, the legislation he ran on to be president fixed or get through. So, you think you want him to fix this? Good luck. He gave, Good. He gave up. Useless. He gave up. They're Everybody fucking gave up. useless. They're Good like, guy. oh, we're going to. Uh, a month ago, they're like, "Oh, we're not going to send tests to everyone." And now they're like, "We're going to send tests to everyone." But even we get later, even yeah, was, yeah, but even then, it's what one test per rap. person. What, like is, one and a half. what does that do? It's it's not, not, not even it's, it's what five hundred million. So I love how they say he's like <laughs> he's like a half a billion. That's that's billion with a B. <laughs> like it's not half. It's not billion with a B because it's five hundred million. <laughs> Right, a half of one billion Yo, is not I'm a billion s- anything. Don't talk stupid to me. Fuck I'm you. sending one quarter of a trillion. <laughs> <laughs> like it's something, something crazy. That's a trillion with a T. Like it's not like, and I know one quarter ain't. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like it's it's stupid, yo. 
It's so stupid. They're sending they're tests sure. that people could say, all right, you get one test. Here you go for your family. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> like, how does that make it? I don't, I don't understand how that's a solution because. It's not. And it's a rapid. He's yeah, a rapid test. It's a rapid. So it's not even reliable. No. So you're sending one, one test to a household that once they use it, they can't use it again. Yeah, right. so it's like, it's like um, if, if it's five hundred, it's five hundred million tests you got. There's three hundred thirty million people total in the country. So everybody gets one, one and a third, give or take. What's that? What's that do? So you you, you get one, you test positive. What's next? Right. And Julie, oh, quite big. No, I was just gonna say, and and something that came up on Twitter is like people are trying to get medically diagnosed with COVID because they want to be able to collect. Yep. If yes, for, if there's ever, yeah. you know, it comes down to it, you know, if there's disability or anything like that, they want to be able to collect and you need to have that on record. How do you claim disability if you have long COVID, but you self, you self-diagnosed? Right. right. You can't. Like, I know somebody that tested positive with, through a rapid, but if something happens, God forbid, what do they do? Because they didn't, like, I went to a CVS, so it was on record with the city, my city of residence that I had COVID. So, so what happened? Go to the doctor and say, right, "Here's when I test positive. Here's when the health department found out about it." I mean, if you test positive on a rapid, if anyone tests positive on a rapid, you should 100 percent go and well, get a PCR. Yeah, that's a fact. One, so you know it wasn't a false positive, and two, so you have that on record. Yep. Right. Yep. So they I, definitely called me the second after the positive test came and said, "Hey, stay your ass in the house. Don't go nowhere for ten days." That, that's funny because. Uh, I haven't gotten a call from my son. From the, oh, from the health department? You have For his second positive test because of I'm trying to test him out. I haven't gotten a call. Did you did you did uh did you or his mother the first time? I think she did the first time. Okay. I believe she did, but I don't know how that works. Did they just have the name on file? I don't know. You would think so. Because we, you get tested at different places, so even still, like I went to I went to a regular CVS, but Every time that you get a PCR test, it goes to the health department of wherever you live. Say, okay, this person lives okay. in your locality. They tested positive. You need to make sure. So maybe they just figured he's trying to test yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I... <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like, uh, what, but, you know, what do you do with a lot of jobs? You have to be around people. Like, you have to be in, you have to be in physical presence. Physical presence, of mask like, up. In a mask field, there's there's no other way. Like you have to be in somebody's physical presence to take care right. of it. Um, jobs we do, you don't have to. I haven't worked in an office since 2019, and I ain't going back into one unless yeah. somebody pays me damn near two hundred thousand dollars. I'll go in for that, but other than that, sit on my little desk. I'm gonna go buy me a monitor. Give me a reimburse me for my purchase for your job for your company. And I will do all of my, my hardest work right from my home. And I ain't gonna see nobody if I ain't got to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And and or you could be like my my new job where Congrats. Um, mm. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so fun. much. We'll get you some money. <laughs> Taxes up there. Listen. Did you see that first love money. money you take out? Woo. Woo. I it know. made my balls if when I saw how much taxes they took out. Oh I know I'm excited, but I got a text this morning because like I'm in the like the company group text now, and one of my coworkers, a clinician there, tested positive, 
And then a second clinician tested positive and she texts us and she was like, I have a client who's demanding that I still come in, even though I'm positive. And she was like, I don't know how to feel about it. And my boss responded and she was like, well, you, luckily you don't have to feel any way about it because our policy is if you test positive, you can't come back for two yeah. weeks. So you can see her virtually, but not in our office, you won't. And I just started dying laughing because I'm like, why would you want to see your therapist in an, a small enclosed space for an hour when they have COVID? Why would you want like? And I get they must there might be, be going of, through it, right? But <laughs> like, that's just gonna make idea. it worse. Yeah, and especially when you can't, we have the option of treating right. virtually. Like, yeah. you don't want a virtual appointment. And no, you like you want this client, this this clinician to come in, endanger you and your family, and us and all of our families that work in the office mm-hmm. to see you. They're not. They're not taking your blood pressure. They're not taking your temperature. Bruh, they're, not, they're not. They're not feeling for lymph nodes. They're not doing none of that. Turn on. Turn on your Skype, your Zoom, your FaceTime, your Duo and Google, whatever, and talk it through the video. There's no reason for you to be looking me in the face because if got say if the clinician got them sick, it just makes no sense. I and looked it, at the text four <laughs> times and I was like, why? This is why this is never going away. It's yeah. never going away. And they can sue the shit out of them if they get sick, sick. Yeah. 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 I'd, 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 same, same thing in the country. No. So you could sue me if you get sick? No, no, absolutely not. Turn on your Skype. Shut up. and Or just turn on Skype and dump, dump your soul out for an hour. You will get the same level of care either way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah, and I, I seen they got those, uh, back to the testing, I seen they got the the NBA ones, the Q is what it's called. Yeah. Where? The take, yeah, or the take the take home joints. I, I started seeing those. Yeah, after. And it, it's supposed to be real reliable. But I, did y'all look at? Did I see the prices on those. Yes, to get ten is almost like a wreck. It's almost like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's about is insane. Twenty five for a three pack, so it's about seventy five dollars per test. So the the actual cube little cube thing itself was two twenty five. Five, I think. So I'm like, or wait, two fifty. I think, yeah, it was two fifty. I'm like, that's not, you know, that's not bad if the tests are affordable. Like two fifty for that little thing. Like I, like I 10, considered 15, if it, for a test itself, right? If the tests were like twenty bucks per test, I would probably buy that shit just right, to because, fucking be safe. But seventy five right. a test? It's crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. 10 COVID-19 tests in a curator, 949.05. They're on sale. They gave you 5% off. They're on sale. Then they have the monthly subscription ones where you get like access to a professional, healthcare professional. And I'm like, I, I live with one of those, so I don't need to do that. <laughs> That's the niggas is out of luck. Yeah, I don't need to do that. We got the last name. <laughs> but man, it's, it's it's just like Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, they shouldn't lose money, and they should be, they should be able to profit off of, I guess, a pandemic in a way, right? Profit a little bit because they're putting in the manpo- manpower, man hours. Well, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, the model of this country is for this to happen. Yeah, what should happen is the insurance companies should buy these and distribute them to yeah. whoever is under their care if they want one. Yeah, tie it into a pre a copay, and I'll copay send a curator home. 
that's what should happen, but it won't. Yeah. So you need your company to do it because apparently uh, NBA is doing it. Google. There's, yep. a, there's a few places that just sent these kits to their employees. Right. They just say, Hey, test, test yourself. Now. I don't know how often they're testing themselves, shit like that, but and I, I wonder, it's good technology. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a good idea, especially from what I'm reading now, it's certified for travel, work and school, but then a price you can't, who can afford this? This is like this isn't regular show shit. You know what I'm saying? No, no. This is definitely like a for some people who have the money to do so, have have the resources, or the companies have the resources to pay them out to their to their employees. The NBA right. wanted enough paper mm-hmm. to set on every every player and every staff member, every coaching staff mm-hmm. in front of the NBA. Netflix the same thing. Johnson Johnson, Google. Well, Johnson Johnson, I think it's part of Gamble. Mayo Clinic, WMA is part of the NBA, Netflix. These, these companies got the money to do that shit. Yeah. What about the rest of us? Mm-hmm. We, we got to win in line for CVS and hope for the best. Yeah, or or go to drive up and get turned away four mm. hours before they close because <laughs> the line's too long. Line already full for the day, baby. We can't do nothing else for you. And, and, and just like a... I don't know, like an overall insert here because it's it's topical, but like stop being rude to medical employees of all kinds. I have been to the um, urgent care probably like 20 times since August. And every time I'm there, there is a patient being extraordinarily rude to these people. And I just I can't understand how your mind works to do that when you know, like, the load they've been carrying. Like, you're complaining about wait times. Imagine how many patients these people are seeing that your wait time is three hours long as a walk-in. Like, there are 30 people ahead of you. And that's daily. Like, there's a three-hour wait daily. There are 30 people ahead of you every day that you come in and try to walk in. Mm They are swamped and overworked. Yes. Please overworked. be kind to medical employees. Please, please. Overworked indeed. Like that's way too many patients for them to be seeing on a daily basis. Way too many. And the exposure, like they're being exposed to COVID so often at this point. Like I, I my heart breaks for them. Like, you know, my mom works in, in healthcare. I work in healthcare, but the, the way that my mom works in healthcare in the like facility that she works in, they can't even maintain employees. Like my mom at some, sometimes she'll work like eight days in a row. And then her job will text her on day nine and be like, Hey, do you want to come in? Cause we have nobody working tonight. There have been multiple nights where she's worked like whole shifts on her own, just her and the patients, because nobody else came in. Nobody wants to work in healthcare because they don't want to be exposed to something that might kill them every single day. Mad dangerous. And there's nothing they can do about it because that's right. where, where they have to be. You have to be around people. But if right. you can't staff it, then it brings up a whole, a whole other issue like your mother's going through. Like, do I just work myself to the, to the bone? Right. Oh, man. And, and this is the shit that people don't see, yeah. right? You don't see the side of it because they don't work in this field or they don't know people that work in the field. And so it doesn't exist to them. But it's a real thing. It's a huge issue. Yeah. yeah. And depending on what level of your healthcare, you might, you might not be making that much fucking money. Like my mother's all, no. she's Gucci. Like you're going to be a clinician. You'll be fine. But what about the LPNs, your CNAs, the folks that just work out, work regular ass hours? 
Mm-hmm. Regular eight hours because they make it pay by the hour. Right. You know what I'm saying? I spend more times with the patients than the actual providers do because exactly. they're handling, you know, I want to call it dirty work, but for lack of a better term, the dirty work. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, man. All right. Um, that's enough depressing shit. Uh, hope Woman still injured by aunt in altercation in Brass Mill Center. Oh, they fighting them all? <laughs> they scrapping it? It just popped up on my phone. <laughs> You getting Brad's Mill Center alerts? Jesus Christ! It's popped up on my Facebook. What kind of push notifications you got your phone set to? Hell, apparently. All the all the notifications stay away from everything Waterbury related. Oh man! Oh shit! That's fucking hilarious. You know what else is criminal? Hmm. Car. I bought a new car finally. Yeah. And I sold my entire soul and like my second child, if ever that person exists, to this car place. And I'm angry. I mean, the car is very nice and I like it. And I really needed a car because I was in hell. But holy shit, I never like I, I never want to own a car. I don't even want to own it. Like I want to give it back already. Two years left. Ugh. Two years left. I can't wait. Ugh. <laughs> Every time I look at uh, look at cars, I'm like, never mind, dog. I be looking no. at cars so much. Every time I look, I'm like, you know what? I'm straight with my little hoopty. I'm straight right now. I'm good. Like, I, I'm all right. Went, I, I might need a I new went battery, so back but uh... and forth on it. Right. Like I went so back and forth on it. Do I get like a little beater that just kicks around and is cheap? But then I was like. Especially after what we went through in England with cars, it was just such a nightmare. And with my husband not being here, I really have no like fallback security or anything like that. And I'm like, I just need to know exactly what I'm going to have to pay every month and that my car isn't going to be breaking down when I have to get my kid back and forth to the daycare that doesn't exist yet. And I just like, I was like, I just need something very reliable. Um, but these new cars are interesting, right? Like I pulled up to take my kid out to eat yesterday and I turned the car off and I went to get out and it goes beep, 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 beep. But I'm like, what the fuck? And I look and the dash is going off, reminding me that there's someone sitting in my backseat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you don't forget. So you don't leave your kid in the car. And if you accidentally did leave your kid in the car, um, mm-hmm. your horn will start beeping as you get further away from your car. And it'll go beep, 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 because I've done that where oh I left, God. I left the old, you know, the older kids in the car where they don't want to come to the store with you, and now they're sitting in a car that keeps beeping. <laughs> That's what you get. That's yeah, should have came in the store, but took to grown ass out of the car. Mm-hmm. Just, just it shocked friend. me because I was like, why is this a thing? This my friend's why I live in a city now. And I'll never, I'll never live not near a metro ever again. That means if that means I can't own a house, oh fucking well, I don't give a fuck. Overrated. I, I took the metro to the airport with my suitcase. Five minutes. You think I wanted to get in a car, pay for parking, deal with DC traffic? No, no, no. Took my black ass right on the yellow line. One stop to Reagan National. It's all overrated. We're gonna buy a house that's gonna bleed us dry. We're gonna buy cars they bleed us dry. It's all overrated. I want to own nothing. The, the, house, the house is an investment. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to get anything. That's it. You don't have to get anything extravagant. A car is not an investment at all. 
It's a necessity, depending on where you live. You don't have no choice. Yes, yes. I guess it's an investment to get to your job that you need to make money on. I guess in that sense, it's an investment. But as far as the physical value of the car, it is not an investment. I just hate Connecticut because, like, why is it set up like this? Like, who was the drunk person who was like, I'm going to put everything 40 miles away from everything else. And so if you need anything at all, you need a plane, a train, and an automobile to get there. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't. I just imagine someone taking a flight to the airport. <laughs> Nigga, you could. Like, it's enough distance that you Beat could. Be the brown. Right on the low play. Uh, oh, nope. man. No can do, man. You know what I'm saying? I, there's there's weeks where I, I don't drive, like whole weeks where I, my car might not be in the garage. Yeah, I'd be looking for ways not to drive. That's why my shit. I'd be needing I'd be needing Kayla's new car to jump my old car because my battery be dying because of the cold. I need no, a I'll battery. Out there, I'll, there, I'll, I'll hit the starter, let it run for ten minutes. Yeah, that is. He'll be like, "Oh, you want to go out? Yep. Let me, let me get on the metro. Meet you there in about thirty. What you ever try selling selling your shit? I still owe money on it, so I ain't gonna I ain't gonna sell it yet. Yeah, but they're looking for used cars. I don't know. You might they're, um you might end up even if you yeah. might end up even if you still owe on it, if right. they don't Maybe buy they it don't. outright, you might end up still so you're using it. less money you might end up paying less way less money than you would be just paying for yeah. it and letting it sit there. So I looked at, I looked into it because uh the Nissan dealership looked into buying mine. But I told them they'd have to buy it. You know, pay off the balance on what, what's owed on it. I think I sold like like ten k on it. Because when I, I bought it, I bought it, it was at twenty, so I'm halfway done with it. And I wanted to have enough if I needed to to put something down on a new car. Because mm. I don't, I know even though I don't drive often, that I'm still gonna need a car for some things. Yeah. Like to go places I want to go to, I'm gonna need a car for some of it. Yep. But if even I got some, and now I'm used to big engine. All the bells and whistles. I can't go back. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. You're four cylinder engine again? Nah, it's not happening, baby. <laughs> got the, you know, these little ass cars don't got no pep to them. I tap my, I tap my, my car and it go. Yeah. I can't go back, nah. baby. I feel that. I feel that. What, what were they, what were they offering you for it, E? <sighs> like ten. So it would have just made it have broke me even. I would have had nothing put in the down payment or something else. So fuck that. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, they were offering like 15 for my mom's car. But I, I went through Carvana. Car. Do you try Carvana? I would never buy a car from them, but sell a car? I, I Not bad. I, uh, well, let's see. Somebody crashed into mine when I was sitting in front of my parents, my mother's house last summer. That was fun. And before I got it, there was another act. There was a, there was an accident on it that they never told me about. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. That the, the fucking airbags. Whoever drove this car before I got it was just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I say reconsider, man. Paying that shit off. So I might, think I might about just, the month. Think about the monthly money cash you'll have coming in. You'll be able to have a down payment in months. Uh, my two cents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I go back and forth about it. Yeah. Um. So, but I having a car for a few months. It wouldn't bother me. Instacart, DoorDash. It drove me crazy. Not having a car. Oh yeah, here I, I I don't I don't every time I'm here and I don't have a car I go crazy because I can't I can't do shit. This yeah. time my brother was like, well, she's like you're here for a week. She's like, just three cars here, just take just fucking take one if you want to go somewhere. Nobody cares. Yeah. Then I'd be in the car like, damn, wish I could get on the metro right now. 
<laughs> because driving, the actual act of driving, is also trash. Oh yeah, you already know. You already know how I give it up. I don't like to drive. Oh, man. Every, time, every time I get behind the wheel, I'll be upset. Any New Year's resolution? Mm. Use my I'm Peloton not... three days a week. Okay. Okay, That's I like that. I like that. Yeah. I want to try to get. I want to try to get to the gym like three times a week. So I'll, yeah, um, you do the gym twice. To the Peloton three, so you, you get there. Once you get in your routine with your gig, yeah. on a good rotation, you'll get there. I think right now I'm iffy because I can take the baby to the yeah. like daycare, but daycare it just nah. freaks me out. You can't, you can't really make a New Year's resolution because there's an elephant in the room that is way beyond your fucking control. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> hard. Um, I think I think personally for me. Um, and I'm not big on resolutions. It's more of, of, of intentions for me. I think um, I have just been so deeply unhappy the past two years um, just because of all the transition and because of all the things that are happening in the world. And it's been a very hard two years for me personally. And I just really want to get back to the version of myself Um that handled things better, that was happier, that, you know, that, that felt, um, good more than she felt bad. Um, and I think that that just requires a lot of adjustment on my part. It requires letting go of certain things. I'm just trying to be present in the moment and not stress the moments. And, um, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. There's so much that's beyond our control. It's hard to, Especially if you're someone like me who likes to have control over things. That sounded that sounded bad, but you know, like you like that likes to life. have. That's life, baby. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's see, resolutions now. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't, I don't do resolutions like that. But if I kind of stay the way I'm tracking, 2020 was a shit show. 2021 was not. 2021, I don't have any problems with them, except you know, it's it's tough to breathe outside without fear of. You know, catching the plague, but I caught it. Thankfully, got through it. No, no adverse side effects to be seen so far. I don't want to catch it again. That sounds like trash. But you know, it's like if I could just track this way, keep everything the way it is right now, keep getting better and better. It will be a okay. Be happy. All right, I gotta get going. All right. Anything else before we wrap up? Anything else? Oh my god. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Don't care about much these days. Yeah. Uh, I'll, no. I'll wrap something else next time. Yeah. Uh happy new year, everyone. Get through the new year. Uh be safe. These numbers about to skyrocket. Just be safe. Yo. Yeah. And if you do leave your house, avoid the this the Uber charge. It's gonna they're gonna times it by ten, baby. Listen. Show ass on the subway. Oh, 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 Eric and I have been through that, so y'all don't have to go through that. Dick up. Oh my God. Yeah, $100 <laughs> to go like 10 blocks. When you up in DC. That was mad as hell, boy. No thanks. Oh man. Don't do it. Don't do it. GDFools at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Uh, at the goddamn fools all across social media. Oh, I'm out of swing. <laughs> Eric looked at me like, all Hi, right, Bianca. that's it. That's it. You just stop right there. I was looking at you like, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm like, what is this pause? <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts, rate us how many stars? 
Five stars, don't be a hater. Leave a comment, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Yeah. yeah. All that good shit. All that. All that. Um Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Hope hope these numbers go down soon. Be safe. Be smart. Love the people you with. You don't know when you're gonna have them. How much longer? Yeah. And go get you some money in 2022. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Yes, sir. Peace out.